0: Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. Um, I'm glad to have you guys with us today. Uh, if you have followed this format of. What we've been doing lately, we have stepped away from our um, newsworthy topics and our um, change my mind topics, and we've begun interviewing people um, who are out there doing the thing, who are out there um, loving, lifting, and helping the forgotten, who are um, following the, the, the great commission that Jesus Christ gave us to go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. And so today we have with us uh, a couple of ladies that this is our first time to ever meet um, don't know who they are. We're just really kind of winging it here. Um, this is actually Eli's mother and, and Brother Andy's wife, Miss Laurie Bowles, and this other girl, I can't remember her name, um, Angie something. Uh, <laughs> no, this is actually the, some of the, the best ladies you'll ever meet, some of our our, our church members. And, and Miss Laurie, of course, is part of the founders of the Brother Andy and Miss Laurie, founded Embrace Church and uh, planted it nine years ago, a little over nine years ago now. And Angie is the student director of our Peace House Women's Home, and we have them in here today to talk to us about the Peace House and what it is and what they've got going on there. Um, And so – this actually is is we we got to celebrate something yesterday about the peace house, and I know this this podcast this is a Monday, and the podcast won't drop till Friday, but right. we had church yesterday, and we got to speak on some miss Laurie actually texted to us uh yesterday morning um that in two years the so the peace house, what the peace house is is a women's recovery program a six-month inpatient faith-based recovery program. And we had two ladies that graduated yesterday, which was 23 ladies that we've had graduate there Amen. in the past just over two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Peace House is doing big things, and that's why we have these ladies in here today to get to talk to us about the Peace House and, and what brought them to the Peace House and what brought the Peace House about or, or around. I get a little tongue-tied sometimes, you know. But... um. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm super excited to have you guys on. Uh, we we interviewed several weeks back, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago now. Brother David Mott from Righteous Oaks, right? And we got to see into some of men's drug recovery, and so excited to see now into women's drug recovery and kind of what the what the differences are between the two and, and the differences. Yeah, struggles. especially
1: since you know that is one of the heartbeats of of what we do here at Embrace Church. For those of you who don't know, you know we are considered a recovery church. Um, we sin probably between 80 and 100 men and women to faith-based recovery every year. Um, And a few years ago, the Lord actually put it on Brother Andy's heart and and some of the uh, other people here at the church that we should start our own recovery program because for a long time, we've just been sending people other places. Now we have people sending people to us. So so, uh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so Mom, if you would, we'll start with you and then Miss Angie, uh, you next. Um, Just briefly uh, to kind of introduce yourself, Brief testimony and then kind of your role and what you do with the Peace House.
2: Um, okay, thanks for having us. Um, we, a brief testimony, let's see. Um, I was saved when I was 21 years old, and um, I was already married to a pastor at that time. Um, and it's just been amazing to watch what the Lord has done through our ministry, but um, embrace. Starting Embrace, um, like Greg said, about over nine years ago, has been probably the most fruitful part of our ministry in almost 30 years. Um, but yeah, the Peace House came along. Um, I think Greg and Andy and some other staff were the ones that kind of like, hey, we need to do this. And then it, God said, boom, here it is, and gave a building and a van and uh, bunk beds. And like it was like, okay, whoa, hold up, guy, we're not ready for this yet. <laughs> um so we we did open our first student um was taken september 29th 2021 and that was miss angie that is sitting here with us um we did not let her leave she graduated (laughs) and we just kept her and and put her to work um so her testimony is is amazing um through the peace house and what god's done in her life but um that's kind of how the peace house got started um i i guess my title is I don't know. Executive director yeah, executive sounds director. very wonderful. So that sounds important. <laughs> um, so, but I, I really don't do a whole lot. Angie does the footwork and the handwork. Um, I'm just kind of a sounding board for her and uh, a connection with the with the board to make the big decisions and um, the hard decisions sometimes. But Angie does a lot of the work. Um, but we have seen 23 graduates. It's been amazing to see end in 2023 with 23 graduates. So I think that is really fitting, and um, I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing through this ministry.
1: And, you know, that number may not seem like a lot to you guys out there 23, but we are a small program. Um, mm-hmm. the the Peace House only houses 10 women is the most that they can have at a time. Um, so I know a lot of other programs, like where I came from, Righteous Oaks, you know, we would have 40, I think the most we ever had while I was out there was 47 men at one time, wow. um, you know, but they average, there's usually never less than 30, 35 men out there at a time. So you're going to have bigger numbers with somewhere like that. But for as small as the Peace House is, that's a that's a really big number. And and, and I I think it's even more of an important number, Because, um, you know, one of the things that we have with a lot of the men that we've had over the last few years graduating Righteous Oaks, we've probably had close to 60 or 70 men in the last three or four years that have graduated Righteous Oaks, and not many of those men are still walking the thing out. With Mm -hmm. the Peace House, out of 23 women, I guarantee you over 50% or more are still not just living a safe, sober lifestyle. They're somewhere serving. And so that's, that's what the impact that you guys are making, you know, because it's not just somebody y'all aren't just satisfied with having somebody come and go through a six month program, you know, you want them to have, uh, the rest of their life living for the Lord Jesus Christ and, and serving his people. And I'm seeing that out of what's going on. So 23 may not seem like a big number, but it really is.
2: Amen. It's hard to measure success with exactly recovery ministry. I mean, you you yeah, graduating is great, but we want to see them live it out after that graduation day, and you know that with the righteous oaks too. But it's um that it's hard to measure success in that um, because we're human, and you know there's going to be um, slip ups and there's going to be problems. But like you said, we have lots of graduates that are serving in ministry. Yeah. Um, Church of the Ark has been great. Um, with plugging people in, especially with their secondary, second step with mm-hmm. um, strong towers. So we get to see a lot of that and see them kind of um, thriving there after graduation. So that's great. Amen.
1: You know, I had a judge ask me one time when I was uh, at court for a guy to come to Righteous Oaks, he said, what is the success rate of Righteous Oaks? And I said, man, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you that it is 100% success for me and for other people that want it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it's the same with any program. It's 100% for successful for those who want to be successful. And so we have a, a lady sitting here with us that is 100% successful Amen. having come through the Peace House. Ms. Angie was our first ever graduate. Amen. And as Ms. Laurie said, we ain't let her go nowhere since. <laughs> um, so Angie, give us a little bit of the testimony that got you to the Peace House.
3: Um yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, So I was in heavy drug addiction for close, well, between 12 and 15 years. Years get a little foggy on that part. But um so I ended up, the house had got raided where I was staying. The house had gotten raided. And, um, you know, I think about God sending an army. Mm. And that night my army came and he sent the army in the form of Marion County Task Force. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, but that was, that was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, because I, when I went to jail, I'd give my life to, to God in jail. And, um, even though I was in jail, like, I mean, I could, I could feel, I felt peace that I had not felt in a very long time. And, um, it was just different. I was, I was different. I was, I was living homeless, you know, um, stand from here to there you know um had lost everything everything i had nothing left I'd, i you know my family i'd pushed them away um they didn't know where i was half the time so whenever i went to jail and i was there for 4 months um i started asking god to use me in a mighty way you know and i know this just blows my mind because i think about the peace house and the peace house wasn't open yet but y'all were it was in the works you know, so as I'm in there praying for God to use me, y'all are here praying, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for God to open doors and, and move. And so um when I asked him to move or, or put me where he needed me, I had the opportunity to go to a different um, recovery center while I was in there. And um for the first time ever, it was like, you know, i seek guidance. And it was from God. It wasn't from anybody else, you know. Mm-hmm. And um it was very clear that it was a no. You know, I just you know, just sit still. Yeah. So I did. And that's how I ended up at the peace house. And, um, so since being at the peace house, I mean, God has restored, um, everything. I think about Joel two twenty five, and, you know, God restoring, I mean, restoring everything that the locust has stolen. You know, I'd lost my family. I'd lost my home. Um, I, well, I'd lost everything. And, you know, I have a home with the Peace House. I have a purpose. God is using me in a mighty way with these women. Um, I have my family back in my life. Um, I have a wonderful, wonderful church family. I have a great support team um, here. So,
0: Amen. And your current role with the Peace House?
3: A student director, mm-hmm. um, or yeah, student director, house mom. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm a nurse. I'm a therapist. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen.
1: So give us a little bit of the day-to-day, Angie, what goes on at the Peace House.
3: Oh, goodness. So we have we wake up in the morning. Um, we do chores in the morning. We do class from 10 to 12. We volunteer, whether it be here at our church or in the community. Uh, we volunteer at the thrift store. Um, we do recovery mean, uh, meetings. Um, we do devos at night with different people, you know, on like a Tuesday night. Thursday night we do celebrate recovery we try to keep the girls busy. We don't. We don't want them to have too much time to think, or get inside their head. You know, <laughs> not right. think that was wrong. <laughs> not me. think, yeah. uh, but we don't want them to get in their head too much about you know what's going on out here, mm-hmm. um, because if you're worried about what's going on out here, you're not worried about what you need to be doing in here. Mm-hmm. So,
1: All right? Yeah, that's one thing we used to always talk about was the idle yeah. mind. You know, yeah. if you have an idle mind, idle hands. Everybody, you know, you're know, always saying it's a devil's workshop, devil's right. playground. You know, see that's the reason you have to stay busy. You have to continue to do stuff. And I know uh you ladies do a whole lot, um yeah. as you said, volunteering and stuff, but doing the the the, the classes and, and church work and the,
3: the girls call it Bible college. Bible college. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're, they hardcore, just, Bible college they they they're a hardcore Bible college. They just think they're at
1: hardcore Bible college. if well if they're at Bible college, I was at church college then because we went to church. 18 times
0: a week. So, so I, I do some part-time work on the ambulance, and I run into a lot of people uh, locally who have heard of the Peace House. Uh, and so I'll, I'll tell them that you just kind of in conversation, I work at Embrace Church, and uh, they go, hey, don't you guys have a shelter for battered women? And so uh, a lot of times, you know, it's a it's a rehab or it's a shelter. Mm-hmm. People don't really understand recovery and what makes it different. So could you guys kind of explain a little bit of what makes – The Peace House is different from a rehab or a shelter for battered women.
2: Okay. You want me? Well, I I will say that I know that there is a great need in our area for a – um, a a shelter, a homeless shelter, a battered women's shelter. I know we get phone calls a lot for that. Um, and of course our hearts want to say, yeah, send them on. We have a bed. Um, but we're trying to focus completely on those that are trapped in addiction and that need to be set free from that. And I think that's the difference. Um, you know, um, we're focusing on helping them with life skills to learn how to handle the stresses of life without going back to the drugs or alcohol, um, to handle those through the Lord and, and how he would have them to walk in their life and be the mom and the wife and the sister and the aunt and all those things that God's called them to be, um, and to restore their life in a way that, that only God can do. So, um, I think that's one, one difference with that specifically, Angie, you got anything that you could add to that?
3: Um, I think, I mean, there's a, there's a big difference in needing somewhere to stay, Um, Not that there's not a need, like you said, there's a a great need for that here. But needing somewhere to stay and needing a heart change and needing a life change is totally different, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And you wanna help everybody, you wanna say, yeah, come on. But Mm -hmm. um, that's not, we're not equipped for one, you know, for that. Um, And we're just, we're not that kind of program, you know?
1: Right. And I think you guys are, are asking the ladies to make a commitment. Right.
3: Absolutely. You know, if
1: it's somewhere that you go just for a shelter, you know, you, you stay there for a few days and you feel like you can leave. Right. But But with this, I think there's more of a, a request of, because it's six months, you know, you're not saying, Hey, we want you to come and you get better in a couple of weeks. You can go. Right. You know, uh, because that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, so and that's actually and
2: part of our interview process. Is this is a six month commitment, you know? And um, we've had several girls say, "Well, do I have to stay for six months?" Yes, right. if you're coming <laughs> here, it's six months, you know. Um, of course, we're not going to force anybody to stay, but that that's the goal is for that commitment of six months. And um, we we do that because we've seen that work. You right. Know? Um, we've here at Embrace, we've sent people to recovery for nine years, yep. um, and um, the longer. Um, faith-based recovery seem to work better than, than the shorter ones, you know, and it just gives you that longer time to, to walk it out, to learn some different life skills and things like that. So, but yeah, that's definitely true that it's not just a, I need a place to stay, but we need, the Peace House, under the logo, it says a safe haven from the struggle. And that's what, we're we're taking you from something to a safe place so you can learn to, to live that out, you know, and I think that's the difference.
1: Amen. You know, it just reminded me of uh, in Deuteronomy, where God tells the the children of Israel, "I brought you out that I might bring you in," mm-hmm. you know, "I brought you out yeah. of slavery that I might bring you into a promised land, to a a life of freedom." And I feel like that's that's a lot of what you just what you were saying right then mm-hmm. is that, yeah, you
2: know, and even the verse uh, Genesis twenty eight twenty one said so that I can return to my father's house in peace. And you know, we Amen. want them to walk this out with a father, you know, that loves them and to be able to experience that love um, while they're here.
0: Amen. So you talk about you, you use the term graduation. Twenty three graduates, and so what is the what are the requirements? Because whenever you think graduation, they've completed something. Is it just hey, stay here for six months and graduate, or what are what are the day to day requirements for the women in the program so that they make it to graduation?
3: So we have, um, like I said, we we have classes. Um, the girls have they have to learn so many verses uh, or scriptures. You know, we have. Um, anywhere from three to five a week that they learn um, they complete um, a discipleship program while they're here they just they learn a new way of, of living mm-hmm. um, and you know I was trapped in so long in chaos so whenever they come in they're coming out of addiction or coming in here they're so used to the chaos that the, you know they're just they don't even know how to 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 live day to day. So they're learning a new way to live. They're reuniting with their family and learning how to be that mama that they haven't been or be that wife that they haven't been. Um, And we want them to walk as closely with God as possible, you know, and lean on him for everything.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. The requirements that they have to accomplish while they're here is just, there's not like benchmarks that they have to do, but just participating every day. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to see them progress while they're here in that six months, um, participating in class, um, to be able to see them start to understand spiritual things, you know, and to to understand the Bible and to get that hunger for the Word of God and to see them digging in it when they're not being required to. That's always encouraging to us to see those things um, just being able to see um, families restored, you know, mm-hmm. even you, Angie, like I think back to when you came here, you were kind of disconnected from your family. Yes. But now, um, you know, you have that, you have all of that back. And right. so we've seen marriages restored. We've seen um, so many moms get their children back from CPS. And we're still working with some trying to do that. But um, that's one thing that we really work on. We work a lot with CPS. um, With a lot of our girls, they're court ordered here or their children have been um, taken from them. So we deal a lot with that. But that's things that we'd like to see progress in the six months. But it is a time span. um, But we like to see other progressions in that time span too.
3: Right. And at the end of the six months, we don't want that to stop. We don't want them to we want that to continue, and, and I don't want it to be because Miss Lori's telling you to or because Angie's telling you to or because Greg's telling you to. I want it to be because, or we want it to be because that's what you want to do. You want to take your, your children to church, and that's what, you know, that's the the goal is, like, their relationship with the Lord, and, like, you're not being made to do this. You're doing this because this is what you you want to do. This is what your heart desires. This is, you want to see your your family, you know, grow and the Lord, growing the Lord together, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I hear a lot of times um, in, in the recovery ministry we're, at Embrace Church, we're so involved with all of these different, and you, you guys have seen that with the interviews that we've been doing, so involved in so many different areas of recovery and, and uh, jail ministry and all this stuff, but people always refer to recovery ministry as a heartbreak ministry. And I was wondering if you guys could kind of give us a little bit of insight about what, what makes recovery ministry the heartbreak ministry, because there's a lot of ministry things that are hard, you know what I mean? But I've only ever heard recovery referred to as the heartbreak ministry. Why is that so?
3: For me, <clears throat> seeing um, women come in here that are so broken, they're so shattered by life, um, they come in here and they're, they're here for a week, and like Greg was saying, well, I like, go oh, okay, so I'm good. I've been, you know, I'm good now. I don't. I can go home. Um, knowing what they're walking back out there into, or the nothing that they're going back to, um, you're not going to get your kids back. Um, you're not going to get your life back. You're walking right back out to death, um, or to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, that that breaks your heart. You know, when it's it's like you want more for them than they do. But it's because, you know, they don't they don't realize what the opportunity that they have right now in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just, what they're walking back out into. Mm-hmm. And it just, it hurts. Um, you're going to make me cry, Eli. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would just, I would agree with that. I mean, we've had 23 graduates in two years, but we've had 21 leave, you know. And mm-hmm. there hasn't been one that's left that Angie and I have not cried over. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, too, um, Part of your, your, probably your heartbreak is, uh, because you got six months that y'all are spending with these ladies, and this is not six months where you're, you know, sending them somewhere and and you're at home chilling out. You know, y'all are up here all the time, and you're with them all the time. Miss Laurie, you're up here uh, constantly, um, handling situations and pouring into these ladies. I know you even teach one of the classes one day a week, uh, and so it's not just when they leave that breaks your heart. You know, when they leave early. Uh, but y'all grow an attachment to these ladies, yeah. too. Yeah.
2: So. It's been amazing to stay in touch with them after they graduate, too. I mean, it, they're friends. Um, yes. we, we, we're we making new friends, you know, and... Um, the, just the accountability that a lot of them won't after they leave, too. You know, I know y'all are probably familiar with Life 360. We have a huge Life 360 <laughs> group with all of these girls on it. And um, they'll constantly get notifications, you know, and t- text message saying, "Miss Laurie, charge your phone. You know, they do that to me all the time. But um, just having that group of women that graduate that we still get to stay in contact with and watch them live live out their life and um that's a blessing to be able to to do that and to have that as our part of our life.
1: So I think that kind of counteracts the heartbreaking with a little right. heartwarming.
3: Absolutely.
1: You uh, know, because it's it's definitely worth it, you know. Um when I was talking earlier about, you know, all the people that we send, um, you know, and all the people y'all said you had twenty one leave, you know, uh, when when you have, that happens over and over and over you begin to question yourself sometimes why am i doing this you know why 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 god why do you get question him why do you have me in this ministry this hurts right. you know and i think it's that one you know um yeah angie you're the prime minister. Yeah, so we When <laughs> i get discouraged i always look at
2: angie and i think that's why we do it you know i, I want more angies i want more people that that get it, that um, have that real relationship with the Lord, that want to serve, that um, live it out every day. So,
1: Amen.
0: Barlow, you got anything to add?
1: Um, I heard you mention Life Three Hundred and Sixty. Far as Life Three Hundred and Sixty, I look at that. The first thing that came to my mind was accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, having somebody to be accountable. You know, having somebody to be with you as you, you know, leave this recovery situation after you get out into the world, you know, not going out into the world, you know, but going out, walking in faith, knowing that you have somebody
3: that's holding you accountable.
2: Right. So one thing that we do with our exit strategy is try to make sure that they're matched up with a mentor and an accountability person, so that once they leave, they're still staying in contact with somebody that's helping them follow through with accountability.
3: Life 360, I love because I know if um, if I'm somewhere and something happens, if my car breaks down or anything happens, Miss Lori is on it. She is. <laughs> she's going to be checking Life 360, making sure that everybody's where they're supposed to be or where they need to be. And if they're not moving, she's going to check on them. Are you okay? (laughs) She's really good about that.
1: And that's valuable, man, you know, just to just know that somebody because when you're coming out of that addiction lifestyle, you know, uh, a lot of times in it you feel like, you know, because you've burnt burnt so many bridges, you know, you've ruined so many relationships that there's nobody that really cares about me anymore. But then for y'all to be doing that, you know, it just gives these women a reassurance that, hey, I am loved. I am important. I am uh, cared about and and worried about and stressed over. and, And that's just a good feeling sometimes, you know. So um. As we get ready to wrap this up, y'all got any last thoughts that you want to throw in there? Or uh, let's do this. If there's a lady out there, somebody out there with a family member, they have a, a lady in their family that's struggling with drugs and alcohol, how can they get in touch with you guys to, to get them into the program?
2: Absolutely. They can call us here at the church, 601-469-2680, or they can give me a call.
1: Did i at my number. <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs>
2: The church will give you my number, Amen. and um, we'll, we'll set up an interview and a process for that. Also, just to plug in, too, we know that we are faith-based. Um, embrace sponsors, men and women, to other recovery centers. And so these women that come to us are need to be sponsored. And so that you know, if you feel led to help this ministry um, financially or through prayers or in other ways, we're definitely um, open to your help and your support.
1: Amen. Angie, you got anything to add?
3: Um, If there's anybody out there struggling, that if if they're not necessarily wanting to go to recovery, we have recovery meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, They get uh, Monday night, 6 o'clock. Amen. Come in and talk to me. Yeah.
1: Good deal. Well, we're so thankful for you ladies and for what y'all are doing uh, through the Peace House, through your own personal ministries, and for the kingdom of God especially. So thank y'all for being with us today. I uh, hope y'all got something out of this. And if you feel led to to support this ministry in any way, as Miss Laurie said, reach out to us here at Embrace Church, um, and we'll get you plugged in in some form or fashion. With a, If not the Peace House, we, we have a lot of other recovery centers, but we'd love for you to get plugged in with the Peace House. So Amen. reach out to us. Thank y'all for listening today.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.